This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson. I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's Iron Bowl week. It is such a fun rivalry. And I think over the last couple of weeks, I think this has energized the fans even just a little bit more about this week. Uh, Alabama's not the un, un, invincible kind of team that they've typically been in the past. And guess what? Auburn's up on the upswing under Cadillac Williams. Jared, how you doing? And uh, how are you feeling about this Iron Bowl? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. War Eagle, happy to be here. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, the Iron Bowl, I, I will say this. Having Cadillac gives me at least a small chance of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, without him, I had none. So, um, but you know, it's good to have a little bit of hope. And at the end of the day, we're playing with house money here. You know, <laughs> we're not supposed to win. If we win, it'll be an incredible story one day about what Cadillac was able to do. Um, I mean, let's run down that scenario. If he does win it, like, do we just say to all the other coaches, sorry? We're going Cadillac's way. Is that a legit scenario <laughs> that you think could play out? No, and I, here's the only reason why. Me personally, okay. I think that decision is going to be made before the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think we can wait. I think if you didn't have early signing and you didn't have transfer portal, you could wait, right? I mean, yeah. if, if signing day was in February and there was no transfer portal, you waited out. Um, we are going to need to announce that coach the next day. And so I think that is already going to be inked and done with whoever it is. Um, so I just, I don't think Cadillac has enough time to earn the job. And, and I mean, I've heard reports that Cadillac may not even really want that position. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, there was even talk, I mean, Cadillac, he did an interview with, it was a good interview. It was Charles Barkley and who's the other guy on TNT that does their basketball, Ernie something. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? So he, yeah, yeah. He went on the show and he was, they were talking about, Hey, when you found out, you know, he said, he said, I was nervous and he, he talked to his running backs and he was like, how am I going to do this? And his running backs had to calm him down and say, look, the way you talk to us, that's how you need to talk to them. And he's like, yeah, but there's only like seven of (laughs) y'all. There's a hundred of them, but they had to like talk him in. So kind of like, I think is kind of a reserved guy, even though it doesn't come across. I don't know that he wants that spot. Eventually I think he wants it. I don't know if he even wants it right now if i'm being right right well and he knows what i mean he he's been under some great coaches you know he's been under as a player as well and and he understands that the way to get to that the head coaching the ceo of the team there's a lot of things that you have to do to kind of build up to that And, and sure there are there times where you know that that you know kind of surprise guy comes up and he's just thrust in that position absolutely but i kind of agree I, I don't know if cadillac is even gunning for that um and honestly i mean he's he seems to kind of be in a mindset when he's been asked about it he's like i don't care like i'm gonna you know serve my team this year like i want to serve them through the end of the season until we get that next head coach whether that's me or whoever else and i think that's a great mindset to have i mean i he's doing so good at at being a running backs coach already, but 
there, there's a lot more to it, obviously, yeah. when you get to that head coach level. Yeah, there, there's a lot of bull crap you have to deal with as a head coach, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot. I mean, you're you are the CEO of a company, right? And um, I think Cadillac could absolutely do it. I don't know that he wants to at this moment. I, Cadillac loves loving on those guys. Um, I think there's a little bit of freedom not being the head guy in the sense that you can dive a little more into the you know each individual kid because um, you don't have to put up with the politicking and you know all. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I, these guys get paid mm-hmm. a lot of money, but man, they <laughs> there's a lot on their plate. Um, and so I think Cadillac probably enjoys the aspect of being able to really just go get you know one on one with these guys. Um, and it is harder. It's a lot easier to get one on one with seven running backs than it is you know 100 players. Um, but if they offered it to him, I don't think he turns it down. I just don't think he's going to be disappointed if he doesn't get it. Yeah. I feel like that's no, no, I think that's a reasonable assessment of it. I mean, and again, I think for Auburn's success, I think if he somehow rallies this team and, you know, somehow we do beat Bama and Tuscaloosa, I think they, they have to probably consider it, but doesn't mean he's going to get the job. Um, so uh, let's kind of talk a little bit about what this uh, Iron Bowl is looking at, like it's going to be like. There's our uh, the game's going to be Saturday at uh, 2:30. Obviously, getting geared up for Thanksgiving. I think this episode's probably going to come out around on Thanksgiving, so uh, you can always do some smack talk. Don't be afraid. You know, talk about how bad Alabama's looked over the past few games, and you know that I feel like you can easily do that because uh, they they've had some issues. Uh, I mean, this offense has pretty much kind of been run through Bryce Young. Um, and yeah, Bryce Young has done his piece. He's done what he's had to. Uh, I mean, his stats this year are really great. Um, you look at, he has uh, 2,600 uh, passing yards, 24 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. He has been very efficient and uh, controls the ball and uh, really doesn't turn the ball over. So, I mean, you, you've got a lot of, of things for Bama that can go well for them. Um, not to mention it's always the, the, the rivalry of the iron bowl. So, I mean, the, the kind of the, every player knows this is kind of where the, it really comes down to those bragging rights. I mean, for this year, I mean, Auburn doesn't, it's not like we're playing. Yeah. Are we playing for a bowl game? Probably, but for Alabama, they're out of the playoffs they're not they're kind of down in their own sense so i feel like this could be kind of this weird game if somehow you know auburn's able to put together some sort of offense which hey under will friend and cadillac right now i mean we've put put together some pretty fun stuff um like i'm just thinking back to the last couple weeks especially in the run game i feel like we've come up with some very creative plays you know not only just like trick plays but the kind of regular plays like the misdirection, you know, the fake toss sweeps or the and then running it the other way or, you know, it looks like you're doing a jet sweep and then you actually go the opposite way. Those type of plays to me are so, so hard for a defense to read. And so when it comes down to how are they, you know, how are we going to beat Bama? I think it has to do with some some big eye candy, some you know, getting Alabama defenders to lose their uh, their contain or whatever it is and, and making them pay. So there there is a chance, but I, I understand there's still a a really big battle 
Um, I mean, we haven't won in Tuscaloosa in forever, it feels like. So for this team to do it, I mean, that would be such a story. But, you know, we also have to be a little, you know, temper those expectations a little bit. Um, what's kind of your assessment of, of where this team is for Alabama um, that Auburn's about to face? Um, yeah, they're 9-2, and two, but they still have some very high-caliber players on them. Um, what are you kind of feeling out? Like, what, what can we do against them? Yeah, I mean, I, the problem with Alabama, and listen, I, I you know, I, I, there's a little hope um, the way we're playing, but I think Alabama's like number 20 in the country in run defense. So the really the only thing we do on offense, well, they are good at stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be hard on us to move the ball. Um, we also need to, so we are, when you don't throw very well, you need to be very clean, right? No penalties, um, no false starts, anything like that. Um, I feel like at Mississippi state, our O linemen, you know, we're a little sloppy fall starting, holding a couple of mm-hmm. times. We can't hurt ourselves at all. It's going to be on the road. It's got to be real clean of a game. Um, but on the flip side of that, um, we kind of gave the blueprint of how to attack Alabama last year. I mean, we were able to get pressure on Bryce. Yeah. Uh, we have several of those key guys back. I don't think their O-line is much better. Um, they are heavily reliant on their running back transfer from Georgia Tech, number one. Um, they don't have the breakaway receivers like they've had in the past. They got a lot of five-star guys, but there's nobody that's like been able to really take any to the house on a slant route. I feel like our DBs are playing much better. I think we might be able to keep them lower scoring than most people anticipate, depending on how we can handle number one at running back. I just don't know how much we can score. Yeah. Well, and that's that's my fear as well. Uh, because, I mean, if you look at what Bama – I mean, if you kind of look at the more recent history of Bama – I mean, they're averaging around 30 points, 32, 34 points, and even against Austin Pay. So you're looking at that, and you're like, all right, can we do that? Can we get to a little over 30 points? Because I think that gives you a legit chance to beat Alabama. And, and I mean, goodness knows, Derek Hall and the whole our whole defense just wants to shut down Bama and play well against them. And if they can do that, I think they we have a better chance than we than a lot of people think. Um, but it, Alabama's offense is so good most years, and, and they're still pretty good this year. It's just you know not not up to the championship level that I'm sure most Alabama fans and are, are kind of hoping for um, out of this team. Well, if you want to think too, so uh, Texas you know is not as good as people thought when Alabama played them, and Alabama struggled pretty big time with them. And then Texas A&M was a terrible play call away from beating Bama at oh, Tuscaloosa. Gosh. I mean, it was at yeah. Tuscaloosa. So, yep. and A&M is not a good team. I mean, uh, here's the reality. This is what college football should be, okay? And if we can just get it to start happening to Georgia, I feel like we're back to normal. Like Alabama, I don't. I think the superhuman effect has worn off, okay? I think they're t- just like South Carolina destroying Tennessee – you got teams all over the country that are pulling upsets. That's what college football is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And we lost parity for about 10 years. <laughs> and I feel like some of it's coming back. And that will make football more exciting. I thought NIL and the transfer portal were going to destroy football, and it's still yet to be seen. 
I'm wondering if it's done the reverse and had a little added more parity uh, to where teams can turn it around really quickly and players that are not playing are not just going to sit on a really good team's roster. They're going to go play somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think that uh, I remember very early on that, you know, Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney were very negative towards NIL because they were like, crap, this is about to even the playing field a little bit more. And I I think you're kind of getting to that. You've seen Clemson come down. Alabama's coming down a little bit. Georgia's still kind of out there. It hurts me to say. But, but even I, I look think at them. They, um, sure, great team, right? But they, I don't think they scored a touchdown. Against, well, they may have scored one against Kentucky. I mean, it was like six. What was the final? Sixteen to six. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Georgia. You know, they're dominant teams they've had in the past. Now they haven't lost. Kudos to them. But they almost lost to Missouri. They got one touchdown against Kentucky. You know, really, we boneheaded coaching, or we probably go into halftime zero to zero with them. You're seeing a little bit, you know, it's not like, hey, the game's over by second quarter, I guess, which mm-hmm. there's been a little bit of that in the past with Georgia and Alabama, and I feel like that's going away. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of coming back to Auburn's mentality of we're not scared of Alabama or Georgia. And I felt like for a while there we were legitimately scared. Like we had, we came into the game thinking, crap, we're, we're literally one mistake away from we're not, we don't have a chance. Whereas you come in and you say – we're just going to play Auburn football and we're going to play hard and play our game. I, I, I think that mentality change needs to happen. It is in the process of happening, even under Cadillac before whoever our next coach is going to be. All right, Jared, let's talk about our players to watch for this game. And then we'll get into our score predictions for the iron ball. All right. For this iron ball, who are you going to be watching on offense? Um, I mean, it's obvious, but I, I think it's Robbie. I think we're going to have to get something out of him. Robbie's going to have to be in the 150, at least 150 passing range with yes. no interceptions. I think if we yeah. get him in the 150 area passing, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, 40 to 50 yards rushing, I, I think that at least gives us a chance to do other stuff. Yeah. Or let other players make plays. If he can't get to that, if he's under 100 yards passing, is there's no chance. Right. Well, I mean, you look at kind of a more recent history, you know, him against like Western Kentucky um, or even Mississippi State. He's not putting up some any kind of crazy numbers on the passing game. But, you know, he's kind of doing what he has to, you know, and, and you know, setting up our run game. I mean, that's been our success. But. I don't think you're you're going to be able to do that, especially with how good Alabama is at stopping the run. I mean, if <laughs> Alabama's defense this year is on average allowing just a little over 100 yards per carry or per game. Uh, so, I mean, you're going to have to put up a heck of a game against them. Um, and that, that's a lot. That's a lot for an Auburn team. But it's iron. It's iron ball. It's craziness. It can happen. Uh, for offense, I'm going to be watching, really, I mean, none other than Tank Bigsby. Like, Tank Bigsby is going to, he's he's had some big games against Alabama, uh, but I think this could be one of his bigger ones. Uh, he's got the capability, he's got the, the strength, he's got the power, he's got the speed too now even this year to get that breakaway speed. And uh, if we stick to the run game, like I think Cadillac and uh, Will Friend are probably going to do, sticking with it even when we're potentially down. 
uh, Tank's gonna he's gonna get that team back motivated and playing well. All right, let's talk about defense a little bit. Who are you gonna be watching on defense for Auburn? Um, hmm. I think probably Cam Riley because I just think yeah. Yeah, I just think I haven't that, heard his name in a while. I know, right? Well, I think you know what Owen is. I know Owen's playing better. Um, I think you know what's not, I think Cam, we're gonna somebody's gonna have to stop number one, and somebody's gonna have to um, follow their tight end uh, Latu. I think his name. Yeah, Latu. Yep. He, he's not like super athletic. He's just a big body, and he he mm-hmm. runs good routes. So he's a safety net um, for Bryce Young. So if we, you know, that's a big task to. Keep an eye on the running back and the tight end, but um, I think if I think if you take away those two weapons, if you nullify those two guys, I think you can win the ball game. Yeah, um, that's a big if. But right, the linebackers are going to play a huge factor in this game. Yeah, and not many teams have been able to slow them down. Uh, so I mean, it's a pretty tall task, but you know, the, if there's anybody to do it, I mean, Cam Riley has kind of showed up. Uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, I think he's he was injured kind of earlier in the season. And, uh, I mean, even this game, he was our, you know, this last game against Western Kentucky, he was our leading tackler with eight tackles and even had a yeah, tackle for loss. So, I mean, he is a player that I, I think is kind of the future of our linebacker core. All right, for defense, I'm going to be watching, and just because I love Derek Hall, I'm going to be watching Derek Hall. Um, this is a game i'm sure he's got kind of circled i mean he had his last game in jordan hair he wants to go out on a good note as an auburn tiger and what better way to do that than against your rival and uh i mean i'm even gonna pin it i I think he at least gets one sack this game uh if we're lucky he might even kind of get a strip sack or something crazy like that so he's gonna pin his ears back and have a fun time um in this iron ball all right for special teams who are you gonna be watching in this Alabama game? I think we're going to be watching Alex McPherson. I mean, I think it's, you know, obvious choice in that regard. He's young. Um, you know, he had, was, what has he made three on the year, missed one, and that was a pretty long one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, I think that's, I think that's, you know, going to be something to keep an eye on. He's going to be on the road. Yeah. Well, he was on the road to Mississippi State, I guess. No, that was Anders there. That's when he got hurt. Yeah, this will be the first time he's on the road, all right? So how does that affect him? Kicking's all mental. I mean, this guy, I mean, come on. If you if you make a college, if he's number one kicker in the nation. He knows how to kick a football. Yes. <laughs> but can he kick a football when you have 90,000 people yelling at you to not kick yeah. it? Yeah. So that, it's all mental. So can he handle that? We'll see. We'll find out. Right. Hopefully, well, he, it's, hopefully it's close enough for that to matter. Yeah, I mean, he's from Fort Payne, Alabama. So you got to think he's known this rivalry. He's known what this has been about probably growing up. And that, you know, probably helps him get into a mindset of, all right, we got to, you know, almost get in this Zen like state when you're out there kicking and just kind of go through your your routine and kick the ball, do do what you're, you're asked to do. And, and, you know, you can see Alex McPherson, I mean, even nailing a 52 yarder you're seeing he has the leg he looks which is kind of interesting like i looked at you know kind of the height comparison of you know daniel carlson anders carlson and now alex mcpherson and alex mcpherson isn't the tallest guy out there i mean uh he's what five foot nine a little kind of shorter for a kicker but he has the leg obviously to do that i mean in high school he was kicking 60 yarders 
So, I mean, I have no doubt in his ability. Um, the players I'll be watching, I mean, Alex McPherson is the easy one, but I, I really kind of want to see what Evan McGuire does on kickoffs. Um, I, I'm just a little fearful of what we end up doing on kickoffs because I think Alabama is a team, if they get a little crease on a kickoff, they can return it for some long kickoffs. Uh, so kind of seeing what we end up doing on kickoffs uh, with Evan McGuire. Let's talk about our score predictions for this Iron Bowl. Jared, how are you feeling? What are you thinking for this game? Oh, man. My heart tells me to pick an Auburn victory just to seal a, a crazy Cadillac story. But <laughs> I just my my brain won't let me. I mean, I, I think it's close. I mean, I, I think we lose by I think we lose by 10. I think it's a I think it's a closer Iron Bowl. I just don't think they're super dominant. And I think our D is playing inspired football. So I just don't know if we can score a lot. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say we lose the game by 10. Yeah. Well, and, and my mindset is, especially with Bama only putting up around 32 points a game over the last four games, uh, to me that's telling me I think we score as Auburn probably in the 20s, like low 20s, and Bama probably puts up 35 or something. So I guess I'll make my official prediction. I think we lose by like – 13 points but again what if our defense really does kind of what the what i I think they're capable of which is completely shutting out bama for a half of a game and how energizing would that be for that offense to see your defense putting you in that position i mean it's already shown our offense when they see that happening they capitalize and i love it yeah i mean I, i mean listen we i mean we held them to three points for 59 minutes last year yeah so it's not like we can't do it and i you know i don't know man i mean i really think if we can find a way to just if we can find a way to limit their big running plays it could be an interesting ball game yeah um so i saw this and i ended up tweeting it from the e2c account so auburn if you know auburn beat missouri Missouri beat South Carolina, South Carolina beat Tennessee, Tennessee beat Bama. Therefore, Auburn beats Bama, you know, the transitive property. It's over. It's Don't even play it. N- it's never failed us in our life. Roll the trees, call the game. That yeah. way we don't have to listen to CBS announcers and go through, you know, eight-minute timeouts, commercial timeouts. I say we just call it. We beat them. I, I, I'm, I'm down, too. I mean – I'm ready to go head to Auburn and roll some trees. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's finish out with an Auburn fan perspective of the SEC. Uh, we've already mentioned a handful of these, you know, Texas A&M just being Texas A&M at this point in the season and really only having a couple thousand fans. It looks like at that game, uh, <laughs> there was something funny. Uh, there was a video of some fans in the upper deck. I think they were shirtless and they were, they had their you know white towels that they, you know, around or whatever and they were doing like a relay race in the upper deck and i was like wait this game has come to the point where shirtless guys are running around and doing like this relay race (laughs) what (laughs) like like we all know you know once the wave happens you know at a game like you see the wave going around the stadium okay that game's over but for that are you kidding me that's like a new version of it (laughs) The wave would have had a very difficult time in that game. It'd have been like, yeah, maybe that's guy, why they did it. <laughs> one, one guy stands up and went into the end zone, and then a few minutes later, the other guy at the other end stands up. It's just two of them going back and forth. 
Right. But, yeah, I didn't see the relay thing. That's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really, I mean, just think about this Texas A&M offense. I mean, they end up being the only SEC team that did not score 30 points against an F- FBS opponent this season. Are you kidding me? Like, I I just can't even wrap my head around that. Like, that shows you. Like, I mean, we always said it. Like, Kerr, you know, uh, Jimbo Fisher's offense is very boring, not great. But I think that just shows it. Like, if at, Texas A&M wants any kind of success, they, they've got to go hire some sort of offensive coordinator to run their offense because Jimbo is not that answer. <laughs> uh, did they score 30 at all this year? There was a, so At one point, they were on a stretch of, like, I don't know, ten games in a row of not scoring twenty seven or more. Maybe they uh let's see. That didn't matter, but it was uh yeah, it's pretty bad. No, man. you're so so right. The first game they literally and this was against Sam Houston, which I think is FCS, they scored thirty one. But every other game was I think the highest was twenty eight. <laughs> they did yeah, you're right. They put thirty one against Sam Houston and then yep, the rest of the way it was bad. Yeah, real bad, real bad. Yep, 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 yep. They scored 28 against Ole Miss. That was their, their next highest output. Yeah, and and we all know Ole Miss's defense is not great, but yeah, mm. yeah. If they keep uh, him, they're gonna have to go. Uh, if they keep, you know what will happen this season, right? They're they're playing LSU. They'll probably beat them. That's just, yeah. The season's kind of just going that way. What if that happens though? Like, oh my gosh. I mean, and LSU's already locked up the West, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. here's the thing. Like, LSU is not great. They did yes. enough. They won the games they needed to win. But they... they Like, if Robbie Ashford... No, no I'm not knocking Robbie. But if Robbie doesn't gift them a fumble touchdown... Oh, my gosh, We yeah. win with Harson as our coach. Yes, right. I watched them play Mississippi State. Mississippi State's punter... Or uh, punt returner takes one off the face mask at his own five. <laughs> or Mississippi State wins that game. Here's the point. It wouldn't be crazy. Right. I mean, Tennessee boat raced them in Baton Rouge, like 42 to 10 or something. Um, so it would not surprise me if it happened. Well, I mean, it's just college football. College football. <laughs> um, another kind of interesting one, Vandy upset Florida. And guess what? The fans rushed the field. So if you haven't seen that video, just go look it up. It's a madhouse. I wouldn't call it rushing. <laughs> I mean, by rushing the field, like it was literally a walk on the field in a single file line, very orderly, thinking about their future as doctors and hoping that their hands don't get injured because that's their moneymaker. If you've not seen the video, AJ is not exaggerating. Like there was nothing (laughs) rushing about it. It was was they entered entered the field. That's the way you should say it. They entered. Yeah. Yes. And guess what? And guess what? You've seen some crazy rush in the field, especially from Auburn. And guess what? Vandy also got fined the same way that Auburn did, and yet they did it in the most controlled fashion. So, Vandy, you did it wrong. You just did it wrong. I mean, I get that, okay, you can't go on the field. You got to find, but two things are not equal. What what Tennessee did and what Vandy did are not the same thing. Oh, no. They don't cause the same (laughs) threat to anybody. So, true. so it's just funny they got fined the same amount. No, that's so true. Um, and then we had a couple other crazy upsets. Uh, South Carolina upset number five, Tennessee. And, uh, man, Rattler had a easily his best game of the season. Six touchdowns, which is a career high. I think is, uh, uh, there was also a 
I think his passing yards, also career high. I mean, he was just showing out that game. And, and it's kind of cool to see him. I mean, you know, going from Oklahoma, not the greatest of situations, move, you know, goes over to South Carolina, hasn't had the best of seasons there. And, you know, he 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 has the potential, obviously, to do some great stuff, but yet he hasn't. And, uh, I mean, it was also kind of, it, it was one of those things where Rattler was having the game of his life and Tennessee was just choking. Every single time I was like, wow, Tennessee is definitely not in this. Like not even for one moment was I thinking, wow, Tennessee is in this. Like (laughs) what a weird thing, like how good Tennessee has been and how how they were able to beat Bama this year, too. And yet that's what they did. I I mean, Spencer Rattler was just on fire. Like he he could not incomplete passes. I've never everything he threw was completed out. It was just their night, man. And but the the biggest, the saddest thing is, I, I heard that um, Hendon Hooker tore his ACL, so he's done. Whoa! Yeah, so that's Dang. terrible. For, terrible for Tennessee and for him. I hope he was able to. I don't know how old he is, but if he's a senior, I hope he got some NIL money. Um, if he's not a senior, he'll be coming back and getting some NIL money. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean he he's an older guy, kind of like. You know, Stetson Bennett, the 15th or whatever he is. <laughs> yeah, Stetson's like 87 at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. Um, another upset, which, uh, man, I was not honestly expecting this many upsets uh, this week. Arkansas beat number 14 Ole Miss. Uh, we're looking at Lane Kiffin. I mean, it just kept running through my head. I was like, has Lane Kiffin truly moved on? You know, is, is he thinking about that next game? Because we... A few years ago, you know, he was on Bama's staff right before the national championship and essentially saving kind of pushed him out the door. Right. And is that what's happening? Is is he on to the next job? It, it, I mean, I don't know if he's coming to us, but it, I could. it's a weird industry, right? Like at this point, Auburn and him know. Let's say if he had I think if he's accepted, he's accepted. So right. He's accepted. He's actually officially going to be hired at another position and he can't tell anybody at his current position mm-hmm. and he's having to i mean whether it's lane or not this is how it works with everybody forget lane put coach x in this position and so he's having to coach a current team while he is probably thinking about how he's going to structure things at his future job yeah it's just a weird industry and yeah. it it keeps changing and evolving. like you didn't used to fire coaches mid-season now you have to because early signing day there may become a a day where it's not considered totally quitting on your team for going ahead and making this known Mm -hmm. because that gives everybody enough time to plan right right we're still in that era where okay you got to pretend like nothing's going on you keep status quo keep coaching what you're doing but at some point there's not enough time to do that because Ole Miss needs to now know they need to be looking for a new coach yeah well and even Ole Miss I was thinking about their players too. Like I'm sure, I mean, for goodness sakes, in that game, Arkansas fans were chanting Auburn, Auburn, Auburn. Like they were trolling, you know, Kiffin while they were just beating his team up that, you know, what if truly is, you know, going to be Auburn's next head coach and he's truly got his mind. I mean, so that that's kind of where, you know, head coaching, I'm like, just finish your job, like finish the job that you were hired to do. And yet he's not doing that. Um, it, it's crazy. 
But, okay, here's one crazy stat from that game. Ole Miss, even though they only put up, what is that, 27 points and lost by 25 points, they had 703 yards of offense. What? 703. Like, 703. <laughs> like, most, most teams combined, like, there's some games where you don't have combined both teams making that many yards. What? 703 yards of offense. <laughs> and only have 27 points to account for it. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, did, wow. I did see two touchdowns came off the board because of penalties. Yeah. And I think they had a couple of turnovers. But still, that that is almost impossible to have 700 that, yards of offense and only 27 points. That doesn't seem reasonable at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the games were kind of cupcake type games. Uh, so, you know, that's just the way it is. I feel like right before rivalry week, um, I mean, goodness, this is going to be fun. I mean, I'm already thinking about just how much all these rivalry games are going to be over this next, you know, even starting on, you know, Thanksgiving into uh, Saturday. It's going to be so much fun. All right, real quick. So if it is Lane, I have no idea. Okay. It be, whatever, yep. if it's not, if it is, do they announce it Friday or do they announce, do they wait till after the Iron Bowl? Because the Egg Bowl I, is Thursday night. I have heard this before. There, there, I've seen some people throwing around. They announce it Friday. There's even some people that legitimately think that. And I was like, that's very interesting. I feel like does, if I'm Auburn, I don't know if that benefits us. Maybe it does, does but Lane, I don't think so. If Lane and Caddy, like, let's say Lane's going to keep Caddy. So Caddy's like, yeah, sure, come on the sideline. Does Lane just stand on our sideline waving at Saban during the game? Like, because you know like, he likes to troll him, right? Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's his sole position. I love yeah, it. Yeah, like if he's just on the sideline just kind of waving at him, winking at him, like right. just kind of. Toning hey, him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, yeah. That might be a benefit of announcing Friday. And again, people are going to be like, you're crazy for thinking you could even get. I don't know if we're getting Lane from Ole Miss. I, right. I will say Ole Miss fans are super confident. <laughs> yes. And they seem to think they are one of the best programs in the SEC. And <laughs> I will let you, the listener, go look at stats to figure that out yourself because there is data out there to prove this. Yes. Um, Ole Miss fans, though, do think they are the best one of the best programs in the SEC. But however, if we do get Lane, he comes to Auburn, I think it'd be funny to have him him spend the whole game just kind of, just kind of playing the crowd and trolling. Oh my gosh. It would be so beautiful. And and I just have a feeling he's got, just because he did live in Alabama for so long, especially even Tuscaloosa, like he just wants to get back. Like that's, that's kind of one of the bigger things is like, I feel like he just wants to get back to Alabama. I don't know. Maybe it's just a gut feeling. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it probably is him, but I'm not going to be surprised if it's not. Yeah. Well, it, it, Auburn kind of a, a, in a history of getting head coaches, we've had issues, you know, getting that big next big name. Um, you know, we we've always seen you know those first two or three top names that were like, ooh, that would be nice to get. We haven't worked out to get those guys. Um, but if Auburn's willing and truly wants to throw around the big dollar bills, you you got a chance with Lane. Here's why I think it. Here's why my argument for why it may happen. It's a unique situation in the sense that we are probably the best job available. Um, Lane is at a position where I think he has probably proven he's maxed out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, yeah, really good team at home against Bama and couldn't win. Yep. NIL is now probably the deciding factor of your roster and how good it will be. And Auburn's got a incredible NIL collective. That, yes. I mean, everybody keeps saying that Sleeping Giant, like, I legitimately think we have some money to throw around. Well, well there's no doubt Auburn has no problem throwing money at football. Hey, yeah, um, that's true. We have thrown a ton to make people go away. If we will just start throwing a ton at people here, yeah. um, which I think we're willing to do, then, yes, I, I, I guess the scenario is it's almost a perfect storm to land Lane yeah. because Lane has also been very vocal about the fact that it takes NIL to succeed now. Mm-hmm. He is not shying away from it like some coaches. He understands it, diving into it. Lane is not without flaws, okay? Lane has not won really any big games in his career, and sometimes he makes boneheaded decisions when he should go for it and not, and sometimes his defense aren't the best. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think he's one of the best offensive minds in football. You give him an NIL and a staff and a university that supports him, and I think it could be really good. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm just thinking, if you do have Lane, he's already got that offense. If you make a great defensive coordinator higher i I think that could be such a powerful combination for us yes because we have the defensive players it's just a matter of your system and how they're coached and if you do those things well you know great defense and you have lane's offense you got a pretty great situation there i'm not saying we're going to win a championship next year but you're moving in the direction of you're better than you were the year previous. Yeah, I, I, when Lane comes in, my job, my goal is not not to even win the West. Like no. the first two years, you're like see improvement, like try mm-hmm. to get us to nine wins. Yep, even okay. eight wins. I would honestly be fine yeah. with eight wins. In eight the eight year. next year. Let's get to nine, maybe ten the next nine. Keep improving and have great recruiting. Let's yep. see improvement. And um, you know, at the end of the day, I think that I think it's almost a guarantee you're going to win eight wins if you have Lane. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's his yeah. floor. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, he's doing that at Ole Miss. Yeah, I think that's his floor. So that's why people, well, Lane hadn't done this. I'm like, agreed. But there's a lot of coaches that haven't done a lot of things. What he is doing is winning at a program that is traditionally not as financially sound as Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, and right now money is king in college football. Yeah, it really is. All right, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.